Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful, spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Join Dawn Wild, sex coach and badass fairy godmother, as we dive into pleasure, all the ways pleasure gets distorted in our society and how important it is to do pleasure first versus later as a reward. There's a pleasure activation in this episode and lots of fun to be had, so tune in now. Hi, Dawn. Hi. Pleasure Priestess. How are you? Good. Oh man, I'm in so much pleasure. That's awesome. Tell me about it. Okay. Well, I'm doing this challenge to start with pleasure, um, which is hilarious because this is what I teach, but for some reason I don't like to do it like just where it's just pleasure. I like to do, like I like to infuse pleasure in whatever I'm doing, which I highly recommend, but like just to sit and do pleasure. Uh, So as we were discussing a little bit offline, I've masturbated twice today. (laughs) and um I cacao I made sacred cacao but it was very pleasurable and I have sprinkles you can't see it but I have sprinkles in my cacao (laughs) that makes me so happy (laughs) um and just the whole time I've been thinking about pleasure and what will bring me more pleasure um Mm. yeah I would I would love to hear more about all of that, especially the part of us that feels like pleasure can only be in service of someone else or something we add on to something we already do, which it can be, but then how edgy it is to just do pleasure for pleasure's sake, not in a way of being productive or extra magical. But before we get into that, I'm going to talk about my pleasure too and show my cacao. This is actually cacao I got from Dawn that she brought over for a party the other day, but I am serving it in this cute teapot and matching little teacup. And um, I put some ginger and some cinnamon in it to make it nice and warming like Dawn taught me. She's kind of the um, queen of cacao. And ironically, I was just realizing that I got this little set when I was in Japan on a pleasure quest. So in 2016, I realized I had this epiphany. I was like, I want to see the, the, um, cherry blossoms blossoming in Japan and for no other another no other reason like I'd never really felt called to Japan before I was just like yeah I want to do that just for the pleasure of seeing the cherry blossoms and I found this amazing cheap plane fl- plane ticket and like everything just kind of worked so two weeks later I was in Japan and I decided to take a tiny little trip outside of Tokyo to a place called um Masaka and it's like a ceramics center of Japan and I used to do a lot of ceramics and pottery and then I got got these I got this thing here and I don't use it that often but but now I am so cheers cheers to pleasure cheers to pleasure yay Mm -hmm. I also put like ginger and cinnamon and all that I put all the things this cup is like intense (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so fun to um, give ourselves permission to do and experience all the things. And sometimes there's pleasure in simplicity, but I find that I like to layer, layer in the pleasure that that to me creates, creates even more pleasure. Mm. 
Yeah, I noticed as I've been going through my day, like, been like, oh, I can't do that. And then being like, why, why can't I do that? Like, I was like, oh, I can't put sprinkles. And I was like, wait, why can't I put sprinkles? Like that, just like noticing that comes up. And I was like, if it gives me pleasure, I can do it. Like, and then I was like, I was like, trying I think that's what I think about with the pleasure priestess like I was trying to be like more in the priestess space instead of the pleasure space and so then when I was like pleasure it was like I was listening to like you know whap and like 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 wet ass pussy for those I was dojo cat was freak and I was like getting into it you know that's what I think is different about the pleasure priestess I think these terms that we've used have always kind of like a higher instead of like an embodied like flow and enjoyment. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about that, like priestess and pleasure and why they feel so good together. And I've been noticing a lot in the spiritual community, maybe like the spiritual narcissism, like I have the way and I have the only way. And, you know, this type of sex is not sacred. So you should not be doing it. Like that's meaningless sex. And who's to say, like, unless you're the one having the sex, like you don't really know. And, you know, whether it's sex or whether it's eating a bag of potato chips or whatever it is, like, as long as you're present in the pleasure, I feel like that's what makes it, you know, a priestess moment is that you're present, you're in your five senses, you're in the pleasure. And you're bringing some intention to it. But I, I think we'll talk about this later. It's, to me, really exciting to think, how can we take the things that society has deemed not pleasurable, or like you said, lower, and how can we exalt them and elevate them and transform them by bringing presence, by bringing pleasure? And you and I had talked before about how pleasure priestess really feels like androgynous. It feels like a blend of masculine and of feminine. And in my experience, the pleasure is like a lot of the feminine, especially the embodiment. And then the presence and the intention is the masculine. And we get to see these energies alchemize and, and create and layer and do it because it feels good. And then also feel into the meaning or the, um, the transmission behind the pleasure. Because sometimes I feel like we do pleasure because it just feels good. And, and we might be thinking, can I do this? Should I do this? But then as we dive into the pleasure, it reveals its meaning to us. It reveals its like deeper essence and truth versus our society programs us to say, if we don't know from the beginning that this is going to get us towards our goal or to make us more productive or like we want to know the outcome before we do the thing versus like doing the thing because it feels good and letting the outcome reveal itself to us. I was just thinking about all of that. And I think the key there is presence and intention and I think it's the same like I keep seeing this image of like so above down below so above down below but it also keeps going into like my womb space and my heart space and, and mm -hmm. using those energies and really like pleasure but pleasure with intention pleasure with compassion pleasure with love pleasure with the desire to infuse like sacredness to it I've been really playing with the word sacred um, and how important sacred is to add to these aspects of pleasure. And when we're doing that, we're infusing both of the worlds. And yeah, it's definitely, it, it feels very androgynous. It feels very androgynous. Yeah, there's something about pleasure that feels mysterious to me too. Like, because there is so much texture and juiciness and 
it's been in quotations forbidden by society. And I'm not even talking about sexual pleasure. I'm talking about all, all sorts of pleasure. Like I think society keeps us from pleasure because when we're in our pleasure, we're sovereign. When we're in our pleasure, no one can really tell us what to do or decide for us who we are. Um, and yeah, I love what you were saying about like the womb space and the heart space because love without pleasure just becomes being a martyr and just becomes like overgiving and like losing yourself in the process, I feel like. Um, but then pleasure without love can start to feel like less devotional or something. I don't know. What is pleasure without, without heart to you? Like, what does that feel like? Um, pleasure without heart is I think when we get our walls build up, there isn't connection, there isn't sacredness, um, there isn't compassion. And there's a lot, I've been playing with these words a lot, but there's a lot of taking, right? The, the pleasure is taking, 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 yeah. taking. Or it can be the other way where it's, no, it's still like, it's taking, it's my pleasure, it's my pleasure, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Or the heart can be, I agree too, is to giving. And in that, I think there's this hidden resentment that comes and it either destroys us or it eventually comes out in really weird ways towards people and the overextending of ourselves. So if we do both the pleasure aspect of it and the heart aspect of it, then we're in this beautiful dance of what I like to say, receiving and gifting. <laughs> Tell me about that, the gifting. Um, I was just like playing with the words and I feel like when you, like you said, instead of giving for this thing of return, right, is gifting. When we give a gift, we actually don't expect a return. At, at least most people don't respect a gift. You're giving a gift. You're giving an offer. You're giving an honoring. And so we're gifting people. We're gifting people with this experience right now. We just decided that we love this and we're going to talk about it and we're gifting and we're like, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe nobody's listening. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it really helps someone and that's really cool. But it's like a gift for that person to decide, okay, either I like this gift or I don't like this gift, but it's our set. It's saying we are giving this gift to you. But then also with that, with the pleasure is like, I'm able to receive back. I'm able to receive the gifts that someone else will give me mm. in that. And so it's this nice exchange. I want to just like taste the cacao on this thing. <laughs> um, so don't lose a single drop. Yeah, there's so much in what you just shared. I love the part about the gifting. It feels vibrationally different than giving. Like there's a part of giving that feels like it's never enough. It's like this deep well that you always have to draw from and um, feels like onerous in some ways. But then gifting is like, ooh, it's a present. <laughs> I just get to give a present. And if someone doesn't receive the present, it doesn't devalue the present. So it was just my gift and it was what I wanted to give in the moment. And there's also a part of it that feels um, congruent because it's about authentically gifting something as it's flowing through you versus giving feels like you have to be that way all the time. Or there's something about it that feels um, like it's hard to find the, the edges or the boundaries, whereas gifting feels a little more concrete in some ways. And it reminds me of one of my teachers, James Seller would always say, forgiving is really about gifting to yourself, like giving back to yourself and giving back to the other person, but mainly just being for like in 
in advocacy of of gift of of giving. Um, so I love I love that play on the words, and I think there is. Violet, I think, go ahead. I couldn't hear you. Sorry. Oh, okay. That whole time, or when couldn't you hear me? No, just at the very end. Well, then I think it just wasn't meant to, <laughs> whatever, because I don't even remember what I was going to say. How's the cacao? It's really good. I, I feel it in my womb space. I feel it in my heart. And that reminds me of what you were sharing about the taking. I mean, the womb is the receptive center and the giving, like the heart is the, is the, you know, radiant, like outward energy center. And even if you're watching this, if someone's watching this and they're non-binary or they identify as masculine, um, you still have a womb, like an energetic womb. You still have a place that you receive and a place that you are, are gifting from. And I, we were talking about this last night, you and I, but I feel like we need more of this collective womb space, this energetic cauldron where we can create some magic for humanity and both give our gifts into the cauldron, but also, you know, create and stir, stir the magic, the cosmic womb. Yeah. And receive and receive. So we can, so we, we're abundant. We can keep on giving that same, that same aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny that you say that because there's like this part of me, like that wants people to understand that when we're talking about the womb space, everyone has it, right? She said, everyone has it. And I want that to be known. Like it's just coming from a feminine way just doing things in a feminine style, but it's not saying we're, we don't want to emasculate anyone. And we want, I, you mean you have both incredible men. We want the men like. <laughs> and incredible masculine within us. Like we both have great masculine energy that we embody too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. So definitely. And that's what I think the pleasure priestess is, is having all the integration of all the things within us and around us and wanting everyone to know that they have that within in them all the things yeah the words embodied sovereignty are coming up as you're talking about that which i think is what the pleasure priestess is is about is creating embodied sovereignty within each of us and you don't need our permission to do that but there might be helpful things that we can learn from each other you and i and the people that are listening like I think community is so important, not that we are the ones ordaining someone as a pleasure priestess, like that's something you access and develop within yourself with the support of community, with the creation of community, because it's, it's just what we're magically creating in the moment together that creates this energetic womb, I feel like for, for all of us. And, you know, whether it's in this podcast or in future things that we do, we'll, we'll help show and teach things that have really worked for us for becoming and creating from the place of a pleasure priestess. But I just wanted to make it clear, like there's not a hierarchy and there's not a like asking for permission or waiting to feel this way. As you mentioned, there's not a higher, there's not a lower, there's not someone who's going to magically then tell you like, now you can feel embodied and feel sovereign. Like you're already listening to this from a place of wholeness. Yeah. And I think that's what 
it's to support. It's not, you could access that right now. We could say pleasure pieces and you could be like, I know exactly what that is. You know what I mean? But chances are you're like me and Violet who are like, okay, we know what that means. We want other people. We want, we want all the people who, who experience life like this to be together. But you could also be like, I'm going to just go do my thing and, and it's going to be different and that's okay. And so I think of it like, I always think of us as like guides or supports or laying a foundation or helping you activate. Like maybe you know what that is, but you're like, I don't know how to access that. That it's all guiding you to your own power within. And if you reach out to us and you want our support and you want to be on this ride, that's great. But if you're like, okay, that's cool, but I'm going to go somewhere else. That's also cool. That's why we're gifting this. We're saying, take with it what you want. Some of you will be like, I want more of the party. I want to go to your next party and your next thing. And some of you will be like, no, I'm good. And that's like, that's okay. This is just okay. Totally. As you were talking, I was thinking of the sprinkles that you put in your cacao and remembering and thinking about how, um, you know, it's like sprinkles are plural for a reason. I mean, one sprinkle is cool. Two sprinkles are cool. But you, you make a party with like lots of sprinkles or lots of confetti. And I just want to hang out with more sprinkles and more confettis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always have this uh, thing in my mind and I feel like we're getting closer and closer. But I was like, I want to have a party and I want everyone to come. <laughs> like, I just want everyone to come to the party. <laughs> the pleasure party. <laughs> that feels so good. I'm going to stretch my body up to stretch into that yumminess oh yeah it's a pleasure party and you're invited yeah <laughs> that feels really good yeah i'm feeling drawn to talk about the cacao because i know that you've been playing around with cacao more and maybe we can just share like our experiences with cacao and also share you know that this is sacred medicine cacao is sacred medicine and like all medicines it has a lineage and like all tools and technologies, we get to um, immerse ourselves into that tool and technology and medicine and wisdom in a way that nourishes. And I know some traditions talk about like cacao, just with cacao, like you shouldn't blend anything with it. And other traditions are like, oh, you know, use it as you, as you see fit. And it feels like, you know, you talked about kind of finding your way of what feels intuitively right for you. Um, and I, I bring that up because I think it's a perfect example. It's like a microcosm of this macrocosm about the, the austerity of like, you know, sit in meditation for 20 minutes, just focusing on your breath, like just use cacao and nothing else. Or, you know, you should never do this, like the, the kind of rule-based paradigm and the austere path. And then the like, anything goes sort of path. And I think what we've been talking about and what we're connecting with is about this middle way. But tell me about that as it relates to the cacao. Sure. So I'm just going to give a little shout out here, which is I got, I was part of these circles with She Evolve, um, the She Evolve collective community and Violet went to my one and only circle because then we, then COVID happened. But, um, <laughs> um, but it was great. Um, and so she um, uses this brand called Keith's Cacao. And it's this man, Keith, who was in tune with the the sacred Mayan goddess who's like, it's with an X, it's really super long, I can't pronounce it, but definitely look it up. And she gave me this like sacred way to do the ceremony um, and how to make it. 
And I realized that the way I was making it didn't feel like infused with love or infused with pleasure. Like it felt very masculine. It felt very straightforward. And it's, it's like, if you want the most benefits, you have to do it very cleanly. And I've always been a strong rebel against like, I'm like, if you tell me to meditate 20 minutes, I'm not listening to you. Like, I'm just so like, I want to rebel against these things that say it has to be done a certain way. Right. And so I, so I'm offering like, you can do it the straightforward way if that feels really good, or you can do it where I've been playing and infusing my cacao with different things. And I've just noticed how much more loving and how much more nourishing it is Hmm. to feel the pleasure. Um, And I'm still using Keith's cacao because he helps um, so many women have um, a job, have a solid income. He's giving back to the community. And these women are indigenous and they're talking to the cacao and there's a whole sacred mm-hmm. ceremony for the cacao. And, but also helping like build schools and build houses and everything, like just really helping the community. So I feel it's the women, you know, there's this guy who is holding the space and he allowed the space to happen. And it's really letting the women flow in that and give their special gifts. So it always feels infused with love. And then on top of that, what I've been doing is I've been mixing a lot of rose and lavender. I'm really into flowers right now. I changed my name to Don Wild. And so I'm really into flowers and I just got a whole bunch of more dried flowers that I'm infusing and making tea, making a tea. And I do have tea bags and I make a tea and then I strain the tea and then I put the cacao in and every part is like a ceremony. It's a celebration. I've been working on what I do and it's not manifesting. It's femifesting. Yeah. It's celebration. I'm celebrating this act that I get to do, I'm celebrating the cacao when I'm calling in the cacao goddess. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Like you're, you're at my party and you're invited. How do we make this more fun? How do we make this more nourishing? And so I'm in constant, when I'm cutting every aspect of it, I'm just infusing with whatever intention I have and love, right? Intention and presence. And I'm creating a whole experience. And then when I get to the cup, like it literally feels like a party in my mouth and it has like different, (laughs) It, it, it That's what she said. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, and I've I felt it more now that I'm doing this. Like I, I I added honey. I was like, the feminine loves sweet, right? We just do the feminine aspects of us. We crave chocolates. We like sweets. You know what I mean? So the feminine part and the same with men when you're when you're craving a treat it's your feminine saying i need something sweet and nourishing mm-hmm. and so honey i think is a big addition to it and 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 also thinking the honey yeah and honey is so healing and um matriarchal in many ways you know the queen bee and all her little bees <laughs> i um yeah i love hearing about the celebration and the femifesting and the um ceremonial aspects of it I can feel so much heart it's like the ceremony in the heart holding space for more pleasure to flow and more pleasure flowing allowing us to feel good that we can have the time to create this we can make the time to create it because it's not like um someone's all of a sudden just going to clear your calendar and say and now your life is easy so you can just play and be in your pleasure it's 
almost the inverse. I feel like the more that we focus on pleasure and play with this devotional heart-centered aspect, then the more that time magically appears. Like I feel that time expands for those who need it, but maybe even the word need could be different. Like time expands for those who cherish it or who feel pleasure in it. Because when you're making love and it feels amazing, it's almost like time stops and expands. And same with when you're in community or with someone that you love. So I love this idea of ceremony to create pleasure and then pleasure creating the like vibration to live life in a more ceremonial way. Yeah. And there's something that really caught, like got my, like my, my wheels a turning that you were saying, (laughs) wheels a turning, but it's this aspect of pleasure that is infused in life. We're infusing it and you know, life, life isn't going to stop. You're not going to have to stop paying bills and you're not going to have to stop taking care of your kids. And it's like, it's great. Like life is not going to stop as much as sometimes. And, and I hopefully you take the space when you're like, I need life to stop. Like, I hope you can find that space. And the more we can just infuse our life with pleasure, the better it is. Like mm-hmm. we're living with that infusion. And I've been, you know, I teach that, but I've been really consciously playing with this pleasure priestess energy and like really staying in that intention. I had school this weekend and every aspect, it's really hard for me to be in front of Zoom and just like feel so out of body. I have class from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's just a lot It's for three days. Well, two and a half days. I have a half day on Sunday. Um, And I was like, well, how can I make this pleasurable? I have to do it. I have to be in class. I literally will fail if I don't, if I don't attend class and I literally will not be able to graduate. So I have to attend class. And how can I make this pleasure? And I mean, I was quite mischievous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear about that, Mrs. Rebel. (laughs) I'm so, I feel so mischievous and I feel like a professor is going to hear me or something. But I guess I I find, I also find that to be pleasurable. I'm like, okay, well, what do they do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's like a little part of like, oh my God, people are going to know. And then there's the other part that's like, well, that's kind of cool. And so, um, I mean, so I think the thing that feels so scandalous and I just like, I think about like, people don't know what I'm doing right now. And and, and it was total, I wasn't like masturbating or anything, but I took a bath and I did it like listening to a podcast, right? I took my phone, my thing, um, I think can go black and I took my video off and I was like very like scared. I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna see me. Um, but I needed to feel grounded and I was like, what grounds me? And I kept thinking bath and I was like, I don't want to miss the class. And so I made a huge sacred bath, like with Epsom salts and like all like the beautiful stuff that was like really grounding, like sage and lavender and all of this stuff to really like feel like I was grounding because I was feeling all like wobbly on Zoom. And I listened to that class so like I was listening to like a story, like it just kind of feels in my system. I wasn't communicating right a lot, but I was listening with intention and I was like oh this is so much more enjoyable we all should just be taking baths right now (laughs) (laughs) but I did tell my classmates but I the professors know I told some of my classmates I was like guess what I did we were talking about things that are mysterious but it felt and then for some of that I was like in my robe and I had like a face mask and I was just like (laughs) in my own thing but I was listening I was 
I was, I was attention in class, mm -hmm. but I was in my pleasure and I was like, let's make this pleasurable. Mm. It's such a good example, such a beautiful example of when we are in our pleasure, we're more receptive and we hear things and receive things in a more like love based way. I, um, quick, like little anecdote, I had been communicating with someone and there was a little bit of attention. And then on Saturday night, Jason and I led a couple's connection, or it wasn't really a couple's connection, but men from his program and women from my program, we happened to just, he works with men, I work with women. We did like a joint call where people got to connect and do these like mini practice dates. And my heart felt so full after that. And my body felt really good too, that then it just completely changed the nature of the communication because it was coming from pleasure versus coming from the mind. And I think when we're coming from pleasure, when we're um, grounding ourselves into pleasure, then it allows each moment to become that much more sacred and that much more magical. And there's something about um, being responsible for our own pleasure. Like that's part of what I heard is like owning our own pleasure, not saying, okay, I have to do this thing. And then if I'm a good girl, I'll get a reward afterwards. It's like, no, I'm an adult and this is what feels good to me. And this is how I'm going to show up in my fullest self. And that's okay. Instead of you mentioned the word resentment earlier, like, okay, I'm going to do this thing, even though I don't want to. And even though it doesn't feel pleasurable, and then I'm going to expect someone to meet my needs later, or I'm going to demand someone or feel resentful if they don't meet my needs. So it's like this um, maturation of realizing we're responsible for our own pleasure, which can feel scary if we've spent our life, like feeling blame or hurt or being a victim to life because we haven't felt pleasure but then when we really take the reins, it becomes so exciting to be like, wow, I can create pleasure in each moment. And to your point, like not this year because of coronavirus, but in every year past, I've done my taxes at the Korean spa. People have been like, how do you do your taxes at the Korean spa? Don't you have to bring paper paperwork? I'm like, yeah. And there's tables that are big, but like, I want to feel the most juicy before I do something that traditionally is not felt pleasurable to me. And I tell you, every time that I've done that, where I've taken my taxes to the spa, I've spent like all freaking day there. I've had the most fun. I'm like excited. I'm like typing things in and feeling giddy. And I'm like, ooh, this is how much, look at the numbers. And they're automatically calculating on TurboTax. And it feels like I'm at the lottery or like gambling. It's just, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And it's just a perfect example, like what you shared and, and what I'm sharing now that focus on pleasure and let that like infuse the things that you do with more joy and more love and you change the way that you perceive those things versus doing something because you think you're going to get the reward afterwards, but then no reward comes and you feel depleted. I agree. I agree. And that's, and I think the, I think you said a lot of important things, but I think the thing that stands out is like taking control of your pleasure. And I think sometimes people have resistance to that. Sometimes we think pleasure is given to us, right? That ice cream gives us pleasure. It's actually our experience of ice cream that gives us pleasure. Or this guy gives me pleasure. If he doesn't give me pleasure, then I'm not in pleasure. But that's not true. You give yourself pleasure and you make sure that that person that you're with knows how to give you pleasure and you know how to take that pleasure. I guess we're talking about, you know how to receive that pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And there was something energetically when you were talking about the bath that I felt so strongly like in my womb and even in my solar plex, there was like the sense of fullness and the sense of ceremony of using the herbs and the mischievous, 
that you mentioned um, feels like mischievous, not just with the professor, but with like the divine, like, okay, how can I make mischief with this moment? You know, how can I like play the edges a little bit? And I think that can be part of pleasure is to um, break out of the conventional way. If the conventional way says, you know, you have to be looking a certain way, performing a certain way, we can find pleasure in, in playing the edges of those things, but with a connection to the heart, not just busting through boundaries because, you know, we think it would be fun. Although sometimes that is like just purely fun. <laughs> but I think what I'm, what I'm sharing is about when we're playing with the universe and connecting to our heart, then there's like an innocence to it. Yeah, there's, it, yeah, it feels light. It feels light. It, and I, I think it's, I think it's true because I do love playing with the universe. I really do love playing with the universe and I love testing the boundaries. I, if, if I'm a sub, if the universe is the dom and I'm the sub, I am a naughty ass sub. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That feels really fun. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm feeling into like what that would feel like for me. I feel like I'm a good sub, but I could learn to, I could learn to be a bit of a, of a naughtier sub. And there's something about me being in my pleasure, which helps channel my like inner dominatrix of like, oh, I'm going to get what I want in this situation, or I'm going to, uh, you know, show up in a way that's my most powerful self. I mean, you taught me when I did the course with you, Don, for those of you who don't know, Don does amazing coaching with the erotic blueprints and, and sexuality. And I took a course with her that hopefully she'll be offering again soon about the blueprints. And I learned the, about the passive receiver and the passive giver and the active receiver and the active giver. And I tend to be um, more of the receiver, but sometimes I'm actively receiving, like telling you know my partner or telling the universe and sometimes I'm more passively receiving, but it, me being in my pleasure is a way that I can play with being more active, like active giving, active receiving from that place of the overflow. Yeah. And I think it, it feels really good. It feels solid. It feels like integrated in the thing. Whereas as I'm still like, it feels a little like this with me. Like, I'm like, I'm going to see, I'm going to see. And you're like, I've been there and I've done that. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it and integrate it. And I'm like, I'm going to test the universe. <laughs> See what I don't think either is right or wrong or like more or less. I just think there's different, um, different seasons. And actually I think it'd be fun to talk about that, like different seasons of pleasure because you know, I'm a new mom. And so pleasure to me feels different, looks different, sex is different. My body feels different. The things I like are different. Um, so kind of along the theme of how do I do pleasure or like, can I do pleasure or what does that even mean? Like pleasure will change you and pleasure will change as your life goes on, which is exciting. It doesn't have to look a certain way with the media, like or what media says, and, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording and you were mentioning like, oh, should I change into something else? And I was trying to take off some of my nail polish before we got started and I didn't have a chance to do it all. And so like my nails, like a few have polish on them, a few don't. And I was like, oh man, I wish I, I wish that they looked perfect. 
But as we're talking, I'm realizing it's kind of perfect that they don't look perfect because who says that you need to have nail polish on all five nails? Why not just two? <laughs> and, and there's something about like letting pleasure return us to our authentic self versus like what the media or society says. And it allows us then to have, um, it feels like more compassion and acceptance as we go through these different stages of life, whether it's having kids or um, learning and growing. And I think we'll get into this more maybe in this podcast, maybe in a future podcast about, oh, you can find a lot of pleasure in the things that are in quotations, like hard or challenging or dark or against the societal grain. And maybe part of the rebellious mischievous nature is the part of you that seeks to bring the pleasure into the spaces beyond the known, beyond the sanitized, beyond the tight little container of what society or your professor or other people say. It's like, but what if we brought a little bit of pleasure over there? <laughs> or did it, did it in a way that's a little bit naughty? <laughs> I like naughty. Um, I agree. And I, and I agree with you. Neither is better. Or what I, it's just, if, I agree with like faces. Like what I'm thinking about again is like the Jaya stuff, but like, and in my past right now path, it feels like I'm in the curious adventurous state mm. and, and I don't know what state it feels like for you, but that's what it, I feel very curious to experiment. I've been also doing stuff with like, um, being in intuitive eating, like intuitive eat. I did, I did it before and I lost it and I'm actually in a program for it again. I'm like, Oh yeah, the, I remember this. This is what I love to do. And mm. so I've been very like, instead of like saying, no, you can't have this. I've been like, okay, I want this. Let's see what happens. Oh, I don't like that. Or, oh, that was really good. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about pleasure and play and with the universe is like, I want to do this. Let's see. <laughs> and then maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. And honestly, because I feel it with intention and pleasure more or often it pretty works out. Like I'm not like haphazardly, like I'm like feeling into it and more than not, it feels feels pretty good. Mm. I want to dive into it a little bit more like the phases and stages of pleasure, but can we have a dance break? Yeah. Let, me, awesome. let me find some music because I think it would be nice to move my body. I'm just well, really that feels so good for me. Yeah. Okay. Everyone who is listening or watching, you can just connect to your body for a few breaths and marinate on some of the things that we've shared. Don, what sort of music, Don Wild, what sort of music do you feel like? I don't really know. I trust you. I think you got it. Okay. Um, I just opened something that I haven't listened to in forever, but I think we should try Dirty Little Secret. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That's what we've been talking about. Uh, it feels ticklish in my world. Tell me 
yummy little sparkly energy and I was so connected with my toes for those of you watching the video I was just like, <laughs> like rubbing my toes and feeling like I could almost have like a toegasm and um and then it shifted from feeling this like innocent bubbly pleasure to feeling like tons of heat in my like inner thighs and my vulva and like this <laughs> sort of wild energy so I really needed that. Yes. Well, I needed to move too. And I, at first, was feeling like that bubbly energy, that really like rich, teasing energy. And then it, it came devotion. Mm. Devotional energy was like devotion of me. Like I was seeing the universe and I was like, you get to watch me. You get to be devoted to me. Yes. <laughs> and, and in that, I was devoted to the universe. But I was like, you can't, you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> I love that yummy that feels so good also I'm just I'm, we're putting it all there I have a jade egg right now in my vagina because I've been doing it a lot um I just that's how I infuse pleasure in all the things I'm doing and so when I was doing it I could feel like a little tension and <laughs> it was really like I was like oh yeah that feels good I love that <laughs> and we'll we'll talk more on a future show about um about jade egg but I will share that I don't have a jade egg in, but I have been using my V magic and my, my lady parts feel very um, supple with the V magic. And I noticed that when I was doing my little, my little dance and my, I felt all that heat in my vulva. It's feminine lipstick. So it's like chapstick for your vulva. I was sharing about it with Dawn earlier and it's really awesome. I encourage you to go look at V Magic now and check it out. Ah, yes. I don't even know where we were, but I feel like I'm floating on a cloud of pleasure. Mm. Yeah, I feel more in my like, I felt very poppy and I love that feeling, but I feel more like embodied in my pleasure. Mm. Yes. 
yes. <laughs> what else is on our hearts or our womb spaces? I'm just, I think what's being called is like this, this thing to just name again, which is like the divine feminine rising from the ashes. Like there seems to be this awakening and the quickening. And with that, that doesn't mean anyone's left behind. That doesn't mean anyone. It's just like transitioning into a new space in a new way of being and a new way of leading and a new way of connecting. And it just feels really important to name that energy because I see it popping up everywhere. And some of the stuff I see, and, and I think this is what we're having a really hard is like, well, this like tension of like, if the feminine rise, like something's going to happen to the masculine. And the thing is, is what I've known is when the feminine rises, the masculine rises to meet her. Mm-hmm. And so nobody's being left behind. The rising is together. Um, and even if you see like the interconnection of rising together. Um, so just wanting to name that because I think that's what, I think that's the ride that me and you are really on. And I think that's the ride I want to take people on. Mm-hmm. Amen. And a woman. And <laughs> when I, in my own life journey, it feels like I get to a place where my pleasure is just popping and rippling out and so juicy And then life will give me a challenge where I need to embody more of my masculine and the pleasure that I've been feeling and that I've been embodying is in service to now my divine masculine growing, growing through a challenge, growing through a new perspective, growing through deeper wisdoms, growing through, you know, taking some time for silence or whatever it is that's being called. And then I can move more into my pleasure. It's kind of like the inhale and the exhale. It's like, you're going to have a long, juicy exhale and then you're going to inhale, and then you're going to exhale. And so it feels like it's in service of the divine masculine in society and in our relationships, but also within ourselves so that you can keep, you know, being on that, I don't even want to call it spiral, because it's not always just a spiral up. It's like a spiral inward, a spiral outward. It's just the, you know, the circular, the circular path of life. And I feel personally like we're going through the resurrection of the divine masculine but we're in the period where um the death has happened like the divine masculine is is dying through the structures in our society that are breaking down and the feminine that has been writing is kind of holding space now for the divine masculine but just because we're holding space in our feminine doesn't mean that we need to be standing there like rocks like we can still dance and play and celebrate it's it's like a bonfire like we're seeing everything kind of destruct but it's in service of something growing like you said the the phoenix is rising and it feels like to me the divine feminine we've been talking about her rising for a while now in our society and it feels like she's here but not everyone and that's okay because not everyone needs to but not everyone is like inviting her in and making her home in their body and in their lives and in their day to day and in their physical homes and in their communities. And so it feels like the divine feminine has risen and now we get to play and dance and celebrate that she's here because her fullness is what is allowing us to go through these chaotic times in society. Like her being here is the preclusion or whatever the um, prelude to everything that else is happening. So we can hold this with love. I mean, I've been noticing in myself, like, wow, okay, I've gotten into judgment or I've gotten into like 
warring energy or worrying, warring and worrying feel very similar, but um, like, okay, can I just step back and be in pleasure and be in love and let that inform my devotion and my commitments versus like getting more into my masculine. It's not always necessary to be more in my masculine. Sometimes being in my feminine, embodying the pleasure, embodying the love, then the destruction just kind of happens the way that it needs to organically happen. Yeah. I, I think that's too. That's why I think of FemaFest is like, and I think I'm going to have like a thing. <laughs> like just yeah. like FemaFest because celebrating her coming in because I feel that too of the birthing. But now it's like helping guide people support that, right? It's been a very long time since we've really embodied what that means to be on a feminine path. And you've been doing work like that for a really long time, but it feels like this new awakening where it's just like everywhere and people need guidance, right? If this new energy is coming, like even me, I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like every single day I'm feeling like this little, this birth happening. And I'm like, and how, and, and how we get support. I have a whole support team to help me handle all of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's important to have that support also because that's the way of, of the feminine. Like the masculine is I'm going to go on my hero's journey. I'm going to leave the community. I'm just going to go into the desert and fast, or I'm going to go out to war, or I'm going to be, you know, go into the cave and meditate for 10 years and then come out. And the feminine way is like, okay, I'm going to surrender to the cycle of life. I'm going to surrender to the decaying that is happening, but not because I'm going off alone, but because I'm going to be held in community as I cry, like I did last night. Like I had a big cry when I was connecting with you and other members of the community. And so like allowing ourselves to go through the cycles of death and rebirth and life, but in a slightly different way, it's not in like isolating and then returning and giving the gifts. It's in you know, being in community and then dissolving the parts of us that are not, um, that are no longer needed. It, it's, it's hard to describe, but it, to me, it feels less about like a linear going out and going back, like a serve and return, like the masculine and more of like, um, a dissolution and then a re a resolution or like a re, um, I'm thinking of, yeah, I'm thinking of chemistry of like you, you like titrate something like it's drop by drop by drop. And then it's like this new solution. And it feels like that's the feminine is like drop by drop by drop. She helps us dissolve. She helps us surrender and then helps us to reintegrate uh, in community. So support and community and relationships are the path of the feminine versus like, this is the way that it has to be now go off and figure it out on your own. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I keep getting the image, and I talked about it yesterday, of like the rose, the rose blooming, but in the process of blooming is letting go of of the old flowers, like dropping the old flowers, so the newness can come out. And I keep seeing, I keep seeing that. And then another thing from last night that's really calling to me with the pleasure is pleasure gives us a ripe harvest, so that when we really have to get into our masculine and our pain or whatever, we actually are fueled and able to do that. Um, and so that's what it feels like. Pleasure gives me more and more harvest. And when I actually have to buckle down and be like, okay, I have to be masculine right now. And the thing has to get done. Like I have a thesis to do. And I'm like, I'm just going to have to pull that masculine in and get this shit done. Like it's not, it may or may not be pleasurable, but I'm just going to have to get it done. But I have such a rich harvest of all the pleasure I've been doing that I'm at least fueled to do it. Mm-hmm. 
And now you've built this strength or this skill or this awareness to be able to make it pleasurable, even in the times or to find the pleasure in the push or in the challenge. You know, it's, um, it's kind of like orgasmic birthing. It's like birthing is a very young process. It takes a lot of energy and it's very, you know, active, but you can make it pleasurable to soften the contractions and soften the experience. And granted, it still may not feel like super pleasurable, but there's a way to, to find the pleasure in the pain or to find the pleasure in the, in the stretch and in the challenge. Um, and it reminds me of, I've been working on this book thing and I am now about to go into the editing and I've been dreading it. Like, Oh, I don't want to edit because it feels like looking backwards and I really like to look forwards and, you know, I don't have to reread the things that I wrote, but I was talking with a group of mamas, all of the mamas that I'm connecting with in this group. Um, there's like six of us, we're all writers and we're all mamas. And they were like, well, how can you make it fun? How can you create a ritual out of the editing? And so I thought, well, every time I edit, I'm going to give myself a little gift beforehand, like a glass of wine or a glass of cacao or doing something pleasurable or like, you know, taking a hot shower beforehand. And, and it'll be then fun, like kind of like the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> like how can I each day that I edit do something really, really juicy. And then in the moments where I'm like, oh shit, like, this is, you know, this is hard, or I'm doubting how is this all going to come together? Can I be like, ooh, I chose this, and this feels juicy and fiery. Like, can I, can I appreciate the friction? It's kind of like if you're making love, and there's zero friction, it's not going to probably feel as pleasurable as if you, like, you have something to press on, you know, your bodies get to press together, like, there gets to be some of that, like, friction on your clitoris, or on his shaft, or, you know, her shaft, or whatever it is, like, allowing allowing the friction to create sparks instead of the cr friction to like make us think that we're not enough. I really, really like that. And I like that you give yourself rewards. I'm going to totally use that with my thesis because I've been avoiding my thesis at all costs. Dawn is going to get a glass of wine as she shifts down and writes that thesis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why not? Because I feel like the things that we create in pleasure are, um, to me, they feel more like when I, when I birth something in pleasure, when I create something in pleasure, when I bathe something in pleasure as it's coming into the existence, it is a truer expression of me. It is more of a gift to the world than something that I birth that's not in pleasure, that's a should do because my mentor told me to, or this is the way it's supposed to work, or, well, you know, it really sucked, but at least I got it done. Like, where's the joy in that? I 100% agree. 100% agree. And it kind of reminds me of how, like, supposedly in winemaking, when the grapes have to struggle, there's actually more flavor. Like, sometimes the grapes that don't have any struggle are just kind of bland, or they're like table grapes versus soil that's like a little more rocky, or, you know, there's a little more heat or a little more intensity in the weather patterns or, you know, there's just different conditions, then the, the wine ends up tasting even better. So it's like the, the challenge can create more flavor, more joy, more beauty, but when it's carefully tended to, it's not just like throwing ourselves into the fire because life is supposed to be hard or something, which I don't believe it's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 Again, that intention, having intention on it. Mm-hmm. 
and and tending. I liked that word, tending. Yes, I do too. Nurturing and tending. And it makes me think of the word intention, like intending, like intending to this project, here's how I want to feel versus like more of an outcome. It's like, oh, how can I tend to this day, to this moment, to this project, to my body? And it also actually reminds me, we're like on words a lot today, but it reminds me of tender, like, oh, tender, like, let me tend to myself because I'm tender and worthy of devotion. (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of my kinky fantasy of wanting to be a plant. That's what this reminds me of, just wanting to be, nothing happens just being totally tended to, you know, you prune the plant or you feed the plant or whatever. The plant is completely tended to, right? Mm. Uh, When we're gardening and especially particular, like some of my plants are particularly tended to. I'm very like intentional. Other plants are not, I feel bad. (laughs) I don't know why, like, I feel like it's like, you shouldn't like, a child over another child, but I feel like I definitely like some of my plans over the other ones. <laughs> I mean, some things are going to call to you more than other things. Like we have our, our patterns of things we love. I love aloe plants, like they're big chunky leaves and like how juicy they are. And I love sage, like how it has like soft kind of velvety, like there's just, yeah, I love textures, but I think it's beautiful to allow yourself to receive care in that way. And that will definitely be another episode of kinky pleasures and um, different types of, of pleasure. And I think we can kind of start to wrap up, but one thing I also want to leave us on that you spoke to on one of your Instagram posts is like, I want to banish the word guilty from the word pleasure. Like there's, there should be zero guilt in pleasure. And the fact that society has linked those two just goes to show how deep the control mechanism in society is to keep us from feeling good in our pleasure. Like I used to sneak food like that was, you know, like, Oh my, you know, my roommate or whatever is hanging out and like, Oh, I don't want them to see that I'm eating more of something. Or I used to kind of like hide things. And now I'm way more bold. I'm just, we have a huge thing of Nutella because Jason found out that Nutella helps like the rats like Nutella. So we have some capture cages. We don't have any kill cages, but we have some like capture cages. The rats come in, they eat the Nutella. Jason takes them down like a block away and puts them in the like little, um, like um, there's like a little tiny kind of vegetation area. But to make a long story short, you know, he bought this big tub of Nutella and I've been enjoying it from time to time. And at first I was like, oh, will he know that I'm eating the Nutella? But then I was like, I don't give a shit. So I just, you know, scoop out a little bit of Nutella, sometimes a lot of Nutella. And he's like, the Nutella is for the rats. And I'm like, yeah. And for me, you can always get more Nutella for the rats. They don't need that meant that much. Like, and so uh, kind of celebrating my love of pleasure versus hiding it. Um, because when we hide our pleasure, then I think that's where the pleasure turns into darkness. But when we bring love and awareness to pleasure, then it just creates more light. It can, it can transmute something that could be considered to be dark or unhealthy or whatever, and it can make it very healing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I have, I'm going to have my fairy. We're going to just banish fairy godmother. (laughs) We're just going to banish guilt from pleasure. We're just going to banish We don't need to be in that story. I'm just seeing that word dissolve and evaporate. It's just like, (laughs) it's like, where is it? I don't know. It might be like flying around Pluto or it might just be gone. Yeah. 
it's, it's no need for it. And, um, and yeah, and just to embody, I think intention, if you feel intentional with your pleasure, it's going to feel a lot better is my, if that's the first, I guess I'm being a coach now, but if that's the first thing you want to do is just be intentional with your parent pleasure. I just recently had a client where I was like, you make your coffee, like remind yourself is how, is this pleasurable? Ask, is this pleasurable? How pleasurable is this? And what would make it more pleasurable? Mm-hmm. Yes. Expand, expand the pleasure. Um, and then you start to develop that trust of yourself and then you trust your pleasure and you're like, this is good for me. Like pleasure is always good for me. I want more of this. Let's do more of this. So, uh, I'm starting to feel more complete. Like, are there other things that are alive for you or anywhere else we want to take this? I feel really complete too. That felt good. Mm. Yeah. It feels like this water fountain energy, like coming up out of my crown and kind of like traveling down kind of like I am a chocolate fountain, like those big chocolate fountains you see at like weddings or buffets. Mm. Someone, come, someone come stick a marshmallow in me. <laughs> strawberry. Like, ah, oh, just ah. good. And, and then they can just enjoy the juiciness, right? We can just leave on that enjoying the juiciness. Yeah. Like you, you recirculating pleasure, you as Dawn, you as me, the collective you, like you recirculating your pleasure and amplifying your pleasure just gives more juiciness and yumminess for other people to taste. Like who doesn't want to be around a chocolate fountain? <laughs> I don't know. I like this. Nice. All right. Let me just see if my pussy has anything else to say. Do you want to check in with your pussy Oracle? Oh, like literally. Yeah. She just says, keep loving. <laughs> keep loving that's what that's what my pussy oracle is saying yeah my my pussy oracle is reminding me something that was really important to say is like you're not wrong you're jaya said this you're not wrong you're not broken you're you're welcome you're wanted mm. yes you are welcome you are wanted you are a woman <laughs> And everyone, the 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 woman in all of us. I know the woman with like an X. X, yeah, like this, this. <laughs> women with an X. I don't know how to pronounce that, but yes, the woman inside all of us, the woman holding all of us. We are welcome. Hmm. Well, thank you, Don, for thank sharing you. this magical moment with me. Mm been awesome yeah that was good that was really fun thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power more creativity and a better planet i'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness and it starts with you please subscribe to my show and leave a review